Welcome. You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the October 19th, Thursday, reading of the Pikes Peak Courier. My name is Sophia. Today, we will be reading the following main articles. Current board members focus on parental rights. Progress. Written by Doug Fitzgerald. School board challengers would drop American birthright. Written by Pat Hill. Voter guide. What's on the November 7 ballot in Teller County? How to vote and more. Written by Brianna Gent. Commissioners promise up to $2 million rebate on property taxes. Written by Pat Hill. Treasurer resigns due to health reasons. Written by Pat Hill. Aspen Mind Center draws up life plan with a smile. Written by Pat Hill. And following up with miscellaneous articles. The first article is entitled, Current Board Members Focus on Parental Rights. Progress, written by Doug Fitzgerald. Before a modest but supportive gathering at Columbine Elementary School, current board members Mick Bates, Casey Kimbrell, and Dave Illingworth focused on parental rights, school choice, and the progress made over the past two years. There are two questions that I always try to keep in mind when determining how I am going to approach an issue. Illingworth said. The first question is, who do the schools exist for? The answer is the children. The second question is, who do the children belong to? And the answer is their parents. When asked about the when asked about whether they support student choice in course selection and access to mental health independent of parental oversight, the candidates were equally firm. I will never support anything that cuts the parents out of the equation in terms of their roles in our schools, Illingworth said. Despite criticism about not renewing mental health grants that the candidates said have strings attached, Bates pointed out that this district is in line with state requirements on mental health care. About criticism that the district didn't have security resource officers, Illingworth said that neither the Woodland Park Police nor the Teller County Sheriff has enough staff to fill the SRO positions. All three defended the choice to bring in armed security guards instead. An unarmed school is ripe for the picking, Bates said. All three pointed to the success of the district's charter school, Merritt Academy, which Illingworth said had grown 30 to 40 percent year over year. In part because of Merritt's success, Woodland Park School District is among the top five districts for enrollment growth in Colorado. On the topic of recruitment and retention of top teachers, they pointed to raises of 8.5 percent and 5 percent over the past two years the former being the largest increase in district history. They caution that more work needs to be done. Woodland Park School District has been lacking in appropriate teacher wages for the last 20 years, Bates said. We can't fix that overnight. 
In a recent press conference held by some Woodland Park current and former educators, the claim was made that the American birthright standard used by the Woodland Park School District is not an accredited standard recognized by certain collegiate organizations like the NCAA. In a strongly worded response issued Monday afternoon, the district called that assertion false. The candidates were unanimous in defense of the standard, which asserts that pedagogies that claim to promote diversity or social justice actually inhibit student learning. I think those concepts tear at the very fabric of our human fellowship and our American society, Illingworth said. If you're trying to teach a child that he's either a member of the oppressor class or he is one of the oppressed, you are teaching him to look at his fellow students and look at his teacher, look at his friends based on the color of their skin. You are telling him to racially discriminate. You cannot end racial discrimination in this country by simply flipping it around and aiming that awful, awful weapon of mass destruction at another group of people. A question concerning the high-level cost incurred by the school board drew sighs and eye rolls. Bates pointed to frivolous lawsuits, three of which were filed by the same local activist. There have also been suits by Colorado Education Association and the ACLU. Illingworth called the CEA a racial Marxist communist organization. All three candidates also pointed to numerous Colorado Open Records Act requests, many of which must be reviewed by council. Eight said as much as $1,500 per month was being spent just reviewing CORA requests. The same people who are doing these things are the people who are complaining about our expenses, Bates said. Illingworth said the board sometimes receives 10 or more CORA requests per week from the same person. It's a little bit like the arsonist complaining about the cost of the fire department that shows up to put out the fire, Illingworth said. The next article is entitled, School Board Challengers Would Drop American Birthright, written by Pat Hill. Abolish the American Birthright Curriculum, Bring Back Mental Health Practitioners, School Resource Officers, and Special Education Teachers. These and other policies would be implemented if three candidates win seats on the Woodland Park School Board. Our schools are in crisis. We are bleeding teachers, bleeding students, said Mike Knott, who, with Keegan Barkley and Seth Bryant, are running to unseat David Illingworth, Mick Bates, and Cassie Kimbrell in the November 7 election. Speaking to a packed house October 9 at the Ute Pass Cultural Center, the three highlighted the repercussions of the current board's decision not to renew a $1.2 million grant for social-emotional learning, thus removing 15 mental health professionals. That loss places a burden on the teachers who are left, not said. We have got to rebuild this program. Aside from the legal obligations to educate students with special needs, the lack of specialized teachers impacts the district's budget, 
Bryant said. We are sending more kids out to get services, he said. Unfortunately, that costs more. Children with special needs in the past were given an individual education plan, known as an IEP, a legal contract for services that include mental health and speech therapy. We need to make sure legally and morally that we have those services available for students, Barkley said. The three applauded the current board's decision to open the charter school, Merritt Academy. Merritt is a net positive for the district, not said, but I don't think it was done in an open and transparent way. In the effort to boost transparency, Bryant proposed posting all curricula on the district website and available for parents to view. If we're considering changing something, let's talk about it before, Bryant said. Since the current board was elected, there have been a flurry of CORA, which stands for Colorado Open Records Act, requests, Bryant said. I think we should archive all those documents, he added. On the issue of school safety, Barkley would ensure that the district has mental health professionals on staff to handle a crisis. We need professionals who are able to notice the warning signs before the tragedy happens, she said. Currently, the district has armed security guards rather than resource officers supplied by law enforcement. I would like to see us rebuild the school resource officer program with the police department, not said. Bryant agreed, adding that in a time when police officers around the nation are viewed as unfriendly, an officer in the school would provide auxiliary social benefits. If elected, the three would get rid of the American birthright curriculum for social studies. We need to make sure that all our curricula meet state standards, which they currently do not, Barclay said. We cannot allow a board a board that is going rogue. The curriculum encourages memorization rather than critical thinking, Barclay said, while asserting that American birthright students will not be able to get scholarships. American birthright does not deal with controversial subjects such as slavery in America and the issues around World War II, not said. Father of a first grader in the district, not views the curriculum as inaccurate. Once my daughter becomes an adult, I am not afraid of looking at the ugly parts of American history, at how and why slavery happened, not said. I want my daughter to be exposed to controversial subjects. I think that's critical. American birthright falls short of challenging students intellectually, Bryant said. It glosses over complex topics of American history. To me, that's disappointing, because so much of the potential in America is where we've come from and where we started out. If elected, each would change the current culture of the district. There is an antagonistic relationship between the teachers and the school board, not said. We've got to change that. The Woodland Park Chamber of Commerce hosted the forum which is available at https colon slash slash youtube 
slash RKWZUXR9W60. The next article is entitled Voter Guide What's on the November 7 Ballot in Teller County? How to Vote and More, written by Brianna Gent. Active registered voters in Teller County will begin receiving ballots for the November 7 election this week. Voters will be asked to weigh in on a range of municipal and school board elections, as well as state and local issues this fall. What's on the ballot? A contentious school board race will be decided in Woodland Park, where current board members David Illingworth, Cassie Kimbrell, and Mick Bates square off against challengers Seth Bryant, Mike Knott, and Keegan Barkley. The race has drawn national media attention. The Ute Pass Health Service District is asking for a 1% sales tax increase in lieu of property tax income. If successful, the increase in sales tax offsets what non-district residents and visitors consume. In Cripple Creek, one mayoral, one Ward 4, and one Ward 5 seat are up for election. And in Victor, voters will elect a combined city clerk and treasurer, mayor, and one representative each to the Ward 1 and Ward 2 council seats. The statewide initiative, Proposition HH, would use surplus revenues from the taxpayers' bill of rights to reduce property taxes, fund school districts and backfill counties, water districts, fire districts, ambulance or hospital districts, and other local governments. The Tabor surplus would otherwise be refunded to Colorado taxpayers. The companion measure from the legislature that would only be implemented if HH passes would provide a one-time-only equalized Tabor refund to all taxpayers, paid next April with tax filings. A second statewide initiative, Proposition 1-1, would spend $23.65 million dollars on expanding Colorado's free preschool program by letting the state keep the money collected through taxes on cigarettes, tobacco, and other nicotine products and maintaining those current tax rates instead of reducing them. A ballot issue on Cripple Creek seeks to increase sales tax to continue and expand vocational and career technical education programs. When will ballots be mailed, and how can I register to vote? County clerk's offices in Teller County began mailing ballots to active registered voters on Monday. Coloradans can register to vote or update their voter information through Election Day. Residents can check their voter status and register to vote online at govotecolorado.gov. Printable voter registration forms are also available at this site. Completed forms can be returned to the county clerk. To receive a ballot in the mail, residents must register to vote or update their address and registration information, if necessary, within eight days of the election. 
the deadline to register to vote or update voter status and still receive a ballot in the mail is October 30. After that date, residents can register to vote or update their voter registration information and receive a ballot at a voter service and polling center through Election Day, November 7. Coloradans, too, can register to vote in person at any Colorado driver's license office. How can I vote? Voters may vote by mail or in person at a voter service and polling center. Three 24-hour mail ballot drop boxes are available in Teller County, and the voter service and polling center will open for early voting October 30. It is located at the Woodland Park Library on the ground floor at 218 East Midland Avenue, Woodland Park. Ballots must be received by the county clerk's office or a designated drop-off location by 7 p.m. on November 7. Postmarks will not count. Voters who choose to mail their ballots should remember to include the required first-class postage. They should allow at least eight days before November 7 for their ballot to be received by the county clerk. The last day to mail in a ballot for it to be received by the voting deadline is October 30. Voters can track their ballots from the time they send them to the time they are counted via ballot tracks. That's B-A-L-L-O-T-T-R-A-X. Enroll online at govotecolorado.gov and click on Sign Up for Ballot Tracks. How can I get a replacement ballot? Voters who have spoiled, defaced, or lost their mailed ballot may receive a replacement ballot from the county clerk. Residents should contact their representative clerk and recorder's office or may pick up a replacement ballot in person at a voter service or polling center in their county. Voters in Teller County should contact the Cripple Creek Clerk and Recorder's Office for replacement ballots at 719-689-2951, option 2. That's 719-689-2951, option 2. The next article is entitled, Treasurer Resigns Due to Health Reasons, written by Pat Hill. Teller County Treasurer Mark Salusta has resigned. After having open-heart surgery recently, Salusta submitted a letter of resignation last week. Since my recent short-notice diagnosis of subsequent surgery for a life-threatening cardiac condition, I decided the time is right to move on to focus on my recovery and on my family, Salusta said in a letter. I still have a noteworthy medical journey ahead of me, and the people and employees of Teller County deserve a fully engaged and available county treasurer. Former combat airlift pilot for the U.S. Air Force, Salusta retired as a full colonel in 2016 and opened an independent financial practice. In 2018, he was elected county treasurer and public trustee, and re-elected in 2022. According to a release from the county, Salusta modernized the office with automated distribution processes 
and customer-friendly website while improving online tax payment systems and reduced fees. He in, he increased security measures. He increased security measures on county bank accounts and executed investment strategies that gave the board of county commissioners increased opportunities to improve infrastructure and services. Through the COVID pandemic, Salusta ensured continuity of operations and rebuilt the office as it experienced 100% turnover due to staff retirements and relocations. During the five years, Salusta served as a trustee for the local government investment pool, Colorado Surplus Asset Fund Trust, and was first vice president of the statewide Colorado County Treasurer's and Public Trustees Association. Salusta was president of the CCTPTA's Eastern Division. At the meeting last week, Commissioners Eric Stone and Bob Campbell praised Salusta, citing his amazing work as the county's treasurer, public trustee. Commissioner Dan Williams was representing the county at the Clean Energy Conference in Longmont. The county will appoint Salusta's temporary replacement, Stone said. In his letter, Salusta requested that the public and the press respect the family's privacy and priorities as they focus on his ongoing recovery. The next article is entitled, Aspen Mind Center Draws Up Life Plan with a Smile, written by Pat Hill. A whirlwind of mercy greets those who seek help at the Aspen Mine Center in Cripple Creek. While most walk in with mixed emotions, reluctance, countered by resolve, the entry is a steep is a step into a productive future. Oh, it might not be easy, not at all, but designing a life plan to include budgeting, education, shelter, job searching, counseling, and generally regrouping never is. In a world that may seem hostile at times, the staff shares a sense of community with clients as each is a local resident. Our clients have multiple needs, said Shannon Connolly, adult and family advocacy manager. The pathway to the future begins with an action plan to identify and understand the needs, said Caitlin Brown, Medicaid coordinator who works by contract with Colorado Community Health Alliance. If a client faces loss of Medicaid insurance or is eligible for another type of insurance, she steps in. We want to be sure that everyone is taken care of, said Brown, who works with the center's care or coordination team to address clients' various health needs. The client may not have an iron will initially, but that can change with each step along the way. Cries Eric, for instance, family and adult advocate for clients under 60, has a gentle, easygoing manner, but with clear goals to reach the summit. Addiction, housing, low income, whatever the issue, Eric goes to work. The liaison between the center and the Cripple Creek Victor School District, Eric prefers to use the word unhoused for teenagers who don't have a permanent home. 
Recently, with help from Victor Elks, Eric provided clothes for unhoused teenagers. I also had a family of four we took shopping for clothes, she said. They are so grateful. Eric compares the center's work to a scaffold. Think of a scaffold that holds up a house painter. As he paints, he takes a layer off, paints and takes another layer off. Eric said, he takes off layers until he is on his own feet. Thank you for joining us for the Pikes Peak Courier. My name is Sophia. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.